everybody welcome to episode 260 another footy show we have a grand final in 2022 i'm warwick nicholson that's rob cox driving uh and we have the Parramatta eels into their first grand final since 2009 and the penrith panthers into their first grand final since last year Coxsmith, the prelim finals have been played the two uh victors yeah. uh worthy yeah absolutely mate um both uh well and truly outplayed their their opposition i think um and, uh, you know, especially Penrith, a um, little bit of a shaky start, a little bit wobbly, a little bit rusty, mm. um, and maybe uh, a little bit rotted. Um, and then uh, it, it um, you know, it came good. Uh, I think they're both worthy winners. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, we'll get to the Parramatta game second, we're the Penrith game first, but just as a summation, I've got no dramas with these two teams being here. Just shows you, though, how uh, a media can um, completely and utterly lose their nerve when it comes to and picking grand, grand finalists <laughs> um, because uh, pretty much Parramatta <laughs> lost that first game of Penrith and it was like Parramatta can't do anything. Uh, Brad Arthur's lost his job for the third straight year. I mean, we weren't exactly um, singing Parramatta's praises to win the comp when they got not beaten by Penrith, but we didn't dismiss them. I mean, we didn't say oh, they're going to yeah. drop out completely. So, you know, some balance here, even though we both really don't love Parramatta that much. <laughs> No, I don't like Parramatta that much. But at the end of the day, I think Brad, I think Brad Arthur's done a good job, and I said mm. that earlier on mm. um, that if if it's you know if they if they kind of went out uh, in a fiery mess, it wouldn't be his fault. Uh, at least not you know not enough to get rid of him. Um, yeah. they've, they've still got their player issues, and I'm still going to keep that under my hat until after the grand final. <laughs> Indeed. So the two results: Penrith 32 beat South 12 after trailing 12 nil. And Penrith, uh, sorry, Parramatta 24 beat North Queensland 20 
but they sort of had the lead uh, for the first half, got to half time, and then in the second half, they did a bit of comeback with 15 to go. So, well on to Parramatta, well on to Penrith. Let's go with the Penrith Souths game. And South Sydney started like a house on fire. How good were they in the first 20 minutes? They were very good, mate. They were very good. They surprised Penrith, you know. Yeah. And, and what, what we're seeing from Penrith for the last couple of weeks is, is this, right? They keep Appy on the bench until around the 18 or 20-minute mark, and then they put him on, and then Penrith get a lot more creative. Well, they that kind of blew up in their face a little bit last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they needed Appy a little earlier than, than 18 minutes. They probably needed him around the 10-minute mark. Yep. The sting was out of the game. But they were already, they were already at, uh, I don't know when the tries were scored, but they were already at least one try behind. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think... Um, 20th I think minute, they were down 12 mil. Well, the 20th okay. minute, they were down 12 mil. And they, and they needed Appy big time mm-hmm. um, by then. Um, one more try, mate. Um, I mean, look, I guess it's the, it's the age-old thing, what if. But one more try could have had... Could have seen um, South uh, doing a number on Penrith, but Penrith, as they do, stuck with them and uh, uh, grinded it out a little bit and uh, got to twelve all at half time. Yeah, threw some pretty magical plays, uh, really, from Penrith at the back end. But just on South for a sec, Cam Murray. Wow, how good was he? He just kept digging into that line and and tracking those defenders in, and they just carried space for um, South Sydney's attacking options. They looked good until they pretty much had to go to their bench. Uh, and, you know, they just found wanting. Demetrio said it in the in the post-game. He said, we just ran out of troops. But, you know, that was somewhat by design the way your roster's been set up. I mean, you, you, sometimes, yeah, you lose some key players and losing Burgess and Habili is big, but who was your next player? Your next player really was Liam Knight, who played like three games this year, did his ACL in New South Wales Cup, but they just didn't have any depth. And they didn't really develop Mowali that well. He didn't play a lot of minutes this year. So when they needed him to play minutes, they didn't even pick him in first grade. Those kind of things I just I find a little bit surprising. I mean, that's not to disparage the job that Hame Selly did and Chi Cam and Cartwright. But you know, they're just not gonna they're not gonna change the momentum, which is what happened in this game where South jump out to 12 0 and then Appy comes back on and it still feels like South are on top, but they couldn't get that third try. And then Appy gets a quick play of the ball from kick out, runs through the meat of the South Sydney defence, and then Latrell Mitchell decides to throw an attacking play with 30 seconds left in the first half, and Brian Toe happened. What did you make of that play itself? Oh, mate, I mean, look, it, it, it's dangerous, isn't it? It's, you, you got, when, you're, when you're playing against Penrith, you've got to, you really got to cross your T's and dot your I's. You can't, you, you, I mean, to coin a phrase, mate, you can't go off half-comped. Mm. And and do stuff on your own and decide to you know uh, they they needed different things from the Latrell last night. We'll get into that a little yeah. later. But look, uh, it, I, I think you know I think once once Penrith started to get you know by around about the thirty minute mark, they started to find their groove a little bit, and that could be something about having the week off. It could be starting happy a little bit later, you know. Yeah. But I think they started to find their groove, and then they became dangerous. Um, you know, uh, we saw what happened in, in the second half. You know, they basically scored 20 unanswered points, well, 32 unanswered points all up um, after 12 mil down. But, yeah, you, you can't mess around with Penrith. You've got to, you've got to keep your, you know, your wits about you. And, and unfortunately, Luttrell last night was pretty ordinary. No, he was MIA. Let's be perfectly blunt for a second. I mean, um, look, it was an easy target, but maybe he thought the game was at Trelliance, the poor bloke, because he just didn't show up to... Mm-hmm. Stadium Australia at all. They just didn't. Look, uh, he, mate, he tried. The, 
Yeah. Nothing on. in the second half. He, he was he was unsighted in the second half until he put I think Jed Cartwright through a half gap with about two minutes left. I, I, I've yeah. I watch him closely. I love what he said in the post game. That was a Latrell we want to see, and we'll jump on that at the end of the, the game review. But mate, he he stood back and and just watched people play in the second half. And if you want an undercurrent of um, just how ineffective he was in that second half, look at all three Penrith tries in the second half. Yeah, just look at him because yeah. where's where's Latrell? He ain't where he's supposed to be, and he's standing there if watching. You, if you want a perfect example why Latrell should be playing centre rather than fullback, last night was it, mm. right? He wasn't bringing the ball back. He wasn't interested in fielding the ball back. He no. wasn't even interested in getting to a first pass to his winger, right? Latrell is not fit enough. He's too big, and he's not fit enough to be a fullback. I don't care what anyone says. Yep. He's probably the best left centre in the world, and he didn't play one game there this year. He's probably the best left centre in the world. He's too fit and or lazy. To be a fullback. Yep. He he can't be he can't remain in a game. Look at Dylan Edwards last night. We know Dylan Edwards is a freak, right? He's he's Penrith's fittest player. But yep. that's what you need at fullback. You need to keep going. You need to, you know, not just you know, kind of put yourself into the game when you feel like it or when you're up for it. It's that's not how you should be playing football. I love Latrell Mitchell. I think he's one of the greatest players in our in the world at the moment. Yep. But but he's not a fullback. I mean, Wayne Bennett had the world convinced he's a fullback. He's not a fullback. He's a centre playing fullback. Well, you had, right? had to find a way to sign him, mate. Remember that? South Sydney had to find a way to, to make him sign away from the Roosters. And they said, you'll play at fullback. And they got rid of Adam yeah. Dewey, who had who'd wanted to be fullback there for a while. He got punted. Uh, look, just quickly back to the Tyro one. We'll go back to Latrell. Um, but the Tyro try is something special. That's, that's one for the all-time finals tries. Uh, oh, that that was that was epic, wasn't it? How he, so, he so busted through. I think he palmed off. It was Katie Walker and Cook. Oh, yeah. Walker, and then Walker and Cook tripped over each other, or two yeah. or three of them tripped over each other, and I just went for the line. You know, it, it, I I was giggling watching that one. That was actually like, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Dad's Army kind of stuff. You know. <laughs> Keystone Someone Cox. made a point that what's what's Walker doing trying to steal the ball and pretty much a tackle ends the half. That was a good point. Um, poor old Campbell Graham still going to have nightmares about dropping that ball for the next six months. Uh, but the, the play that I look at again, and I'm not I'm not bashing here. I'm just observing. Let's roll through the pass that Campbell dropped. All right, and as he threw the pass, his his momentum's not going towards the penalty try line. For the, the not going towards where Penrith's line was. It was actually going somewhat backwards. And he's not the first bloke on the scene. He saw a couple of guys coming across and you see him, he coasts. And then when Cody Walker gets palmed off, Latrell decides, oh, I better put my foot down. I just, it's little things like that. I just, you, you know he's capable of putting his mind to it. It's just at times, and unfortunately for South in the biggest game of their year, um, I'm going to say it, but Latrell's gone missing in September for the third straight year. He just has. Yeah. Look, mate, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he's sore, injured or whatever. But, look, I, I just don't think he's fit enough. I just really yeah. don't think. He's, you know, he's a six foot three, 105, 106 kilo fullback. They, they don't exist anymore. They really don't, unless you're someone like Tom Trevojevich. But even then, Tom Trevojevich missed more games than he played this year. Yeah. Again, you know. The day of the big fullback is over, I think, mate. Yeah. So it goes to 12 all at half time, and then it's pretty much a procession after that. Uh, Jairo gets hurt, plays 39 minutes total. Tavita Tola only played 41. 
uh, Tay Milne gets sent off and somehow that was a grade two reckless high tackle Cocksmith. I would love to see what a grade three looks like because if it means they have to bring a crowbar out into the field, that's probably what it has to be. Um, that's a disgraceful tackle. And he's got form two weeks ago when he should have been um, sent off and given weeks. He got a fine for taking off Suali's head. He did another early one. I up this, this morning. He did one where he took off Dane Laurie's head. He got 10 in the bin and a fine for exactly the same thing. He runs in, and he's done this in his, in his career. He runs in, and he tries to decapitate the bloke. It's as simple as that. He, yeah. He's trying to make as much damage as he can, and he leaves his feet. Now, I don't know yeah. how the NRL judiciary looks at these things and goes, oh, no, it's just careless when the bloke leaves his feet. You don't leave your feet if you're trying to stop the guy from scoring legitimately. You are looking to yeah. make him pay for the fact. And that decision, though, and we'll get to the other game soon, but that decision by Ashley Klein to send him off, I think, secured his grand final uh, refereeing job. Oh, absolutely. Ashley Klein won't be missing out on the grand final this year, even though he's had some very, very ordinary performances, not only on the field but in the bunker. Yep. Um, but last night was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Milne deserved to be sent off. He deserves every one of his six weeks that he's going to get. Um, and, mate, two inches lower, he breaks Lenyu's nose. Two inches lower than that, he breaks his jaw. Now, uh, it's no wonder Lenyu wanted to knock his head off on the sideline, <laughs> a la Stewart and uh, I forget his name. Um, Blair, you know, the, Blair, the Mel- Blair, Blair. Blair. That's it, Adam Blair. So, you know, how can you blame the bloke for, you know, he got put out of that game by Mill because he got another head knock. Uh, and uh, Mill. You know, Milne really is nothing more than a failed centre. Um, no, he's a thug. And, he's a thug. Uh, he is a thug. A, a big body and a grub. Yeah. It's, it's just not good Six enough. weeks, enjoy it, Tane. Yeah. Um, there's a thing about that. If you watch the replay of the actual tackle, Linu's dropped the ball before Milne comes in to hit him. Lachlan Elias mm-hmm. strips the ball off him. And Latrell Mitchell's right. there as well. Like, that's the thing. It's not even a pure... Like one-on-one try-saving effort. There's three. There's two other no. blokes there. The ball's already it's, dropped, yeah. and then he belts him in the head. He lo- yeah. winds up. And it's just, just quietly. It's a grab. I'm sorry. I'm not. Please don't take this wrong way. But Latrell gives him a facial after he's on the ground, not unconscious. Yeah. I mean, seriously, Latrell, yep. mate, you don't have to do that. You just don't. Because we get to the like the rest of the game happens. Latrell's caught out of position on a bunch of kicks by Penrith. Smart play by Penrith. They saw he was in the line. Clear. He just picked him apart. Luai picked him apart. Uh, Tango scores, um, Lino scores, and then Cleary puts the icing on the cake at the end. And if you want to get a still frame of where Latrell is in the line at that stage, look it up because it's he's just not in the same neighbourhood. But that that ends the score thirty two to twelve. But then at the full time thing, I noticed a couple of things. I'll give Latrell credit is that that way he spoke after the game is the Latrell that we wanted to see in the last podcast. The humble we know there is a humble Latrell there. And if it's bravado or whatever it is to try and get up, and he's been watching, you know, pro sports in America and how they just, you know, talk the talk the whole time to get themselves up for games. You look at Latrell in that that interview and you just go, dude, more of that, please. More. Thank you for an interview with Latrell. Latrell, such a disappointing way to end your season. Can you sum up the emotions right now? Yeah, yeah, look, um, 12 up, you know, I only go from, um, It is what it is. It's not the better training. It's not going to be a process. And, uh, yeah, it's As you said, you were 12 up. You went into half time with the scores level. For them to run away with it like that, can you put your finger on where it did fall away? Yeah, I know. Just the speed of the game and just the processes. Like, we didn't sit two hours and uh, 
That's right there is a likable, nice, humble dude. And and you know what? The thing that occurred to me more than anything was uh, Danica Mason, I think, was was interviewing him and, and she, you know, she put the mic, she said, you know, Latrell, blah, 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 what did you think of that? Or whatever she said. She put the mic there, the crowd booed, and Latrell, even though he kind of grinned when when he heard the boo, you could tell it hurt him. Mm. It, it, you know, he's he's had enough of the booing. It, 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 it more or less, you could see the pain on his face, even though he was smiling. Yeah, you know, so I, I think that there is a bit of a, there's a bit of a, you know, shall I say, a, a, a soft underbelly to Latrell, and the, what we're seeing in the bravado isn't what we like. It, it's not, you know, it might be okay to sell a game here or there, a bit of a bit of talk, but you know, you don't need to live it. You know, just be yourself, mate. Just you know, yeah. be. Be a nice bloke. That feels I've like heard, what he I've is. I've heard great things about him. That feels yeah. like what, he, what you saw there is that's Latrell. And anyway, so South Sydney get bundled out. Uh, five prelim finals in a row, one grand final appearance. Uh, they go down 32 to 12. The other thing I noticed in the post match was that they were subdued, the Panthers. That one hurt them. That one stung them. They've, they've, they're, they're looking like a team that has played yeah, I don't know. I don't, in three I don't straight agree. grand finals. I, I reckon they're, they're, I they're, they're sacked. I don't agree. I, I think they're just not going over the top, mate. They're, not, they're, they're so used to winning games like that. Uh, you know, when I say like that, I don't mean in that fashion. I mean of that of that uh, uh, importance yeah. Yeah. that they know that there's one more to go. And I just don't think they're overplaying it. I think that that's, you know, um, they should be pretty fresh. They haven't had a game in nearly two weeks. Uh, I don't know. Last just, night, just the, so. just the chief energy officer, Jerome Luai. That's, that's again, you know, Maybe more of what Luai is is that he's a little bit more reserved, and he actually sees that the hard work's got to be there rather than the flash and flamboyance and the slash arrogance. And I liked what I saw. Don't get me wrong, Cocksmith. I, I like the fact that they were subdued a bit, that they weren't going crazy. Even the team song, you have a look, and there's a few players in there that are so busted that they're not jumping around like they normally do. And even the the ringleaders who love that stuff, that's not to the same level that they do when they beat, you know, um, the Tigers by fifty. Yeah. You but the job's it. not done, mate. The, the job's, job's not, not done. done. We're, we're, um, we're in a new comp. There was a telling position. interview, though, with... Uh, uh, they got one more to go. ...with Freddie and James Fisher-Harris. I don't know if you've seen it. You might have turned the TV off by then. But there's a there's a bloke that everyone likes. I, he plays... He's, he's got moments where he hit people high every so often, and that's less than his career now than it was at the start. But he's just a goer, and he was like, yeah, next one. Let's just do the next one. Freddie tried to talk up the RCG clash, and he said, yeah, it's what it is, but we'll just get to the next game. Um, really likable bloke yeah. that fella, uh, and Penrith win by twenty. They, that's the that's the underscore in this this game is that they didn't win by two; they won by twenty. Um, it's a good sign for them. Yeah, well, I agree, mate. I think I think look, I, I just think that they're keeping their head on. They're not 
they're not going over the top. They don't need to celebrate that hard. Um, all, you know, they're going to have a pretty busy week, not only in um, preparing to play Parramatta, but also in all of the festivities that surround the grand final. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, they've got to keep their energy. You know, they're going to keep a lid on their energy because if they don't, uh, they'll be sapped by grand final day. And they know that. They've been to a few of them. So exactly. I think they're just going to keep it nice and easy. Okay, so that's the game, Penrith League 2, South 12. In the other match, Parramatta fans, how are you feeling? I've got a few that are mates of mine, and uh, there was one video that one of them sent to me of Dan Palmer. He's down there in Canberra, and he's watching with a whole people, a bunch of uh, sort of a, a social club. And you can see the moment hit him as he's sitting there after full-time. He jumped up when they when the full-time Simon went, when they won 24-20, and he's going, yes, yes, yes. And then he sits down, puts his hands in his hand and just kind of, looks down at the ground almost like, ah, oh, we're there. You know, you can see it just, that emotion hits him. He doesn't ball and lots of tears and stuff. It's just clear that, you know, the impact of I've, we've made the grand final, all those hopes and dreams that I've had for however many years, I know they've got there a few times and they're disappointed. But this time, if you're Parramatta, do you really have nothing to lose or is the whole pressure thing that we were talking up a week ago still relevant? Because they're playing Penrith is what I'm saying. I think there's less pressure on them now than there was last week, to be I agree. honest. Yep, 100%. Um, I, I, I think that they're just going to have to throw everything they can at Penrith um, and not, not you know, uh, give up the ghost at all. They've just got to keep going because they've got nothing to lose now. They're not going to be favourites to win. Yep. Penrith, are, you know, as everyone will tell you, Penrith's the best team in the comp. If you beat the best team in the comp, you know, you've done an, an amazing thing. If you lose, you're just doing what people expect. So there's, I, I just think there's a whole lot lot less pressure on them now, now that they're in, than there was before they got in. We'll go to that game in a second, but just right now, the market is $1.39 for Penrith, 3 bucks for Parramatta. How does that sound to you? Sounds like exactly the way Parramatta would like it. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Uh, the game started and it was North Queensland. They looked superb. They spread the ball like the first or second tackle. They surprised Parramatta. They got down to the 20, but they couldn't score. And Parramatta kept scrambling. And you're looking at it going, hang on, this is this is good signs for Parra because North Queensland have started really well and you've held them out. And you just had to get to that period where you could start breathing again. They managed to do that. Mitchell Moses throws a three-metre forward pass to Papali, who kind of <laughs> takes about three steps and sort of pauses for a second like, are you going to call that forward? No? Okay, I'm going to go. And he sets up the first try for Penasini. And I actually thought Parramatta... Even though it was 12 all at half time and they'd had um, Tamalolo get binned for the Cowboys, I actually thought Parramatta played better in that first half. Am I way off the mark there or do you agree with that? I agree. I agree. Look, I, I think Tamalolo's binning was, was a disgrace, um, yeah. to be perfectly honest. Um, that, yeah. that wasn't intentional contact. He, he stood there with, uh, with uh, Isaiah Papali'i. Mm-hmm. Um, he stood there for. 15, 20 seconds with him making sure he was all right. You don't do that if you just tried to knock a bloke's head off. He, he did, there was no intent to do that at all, you know. Um, and even even if there was, it, it's still, you know, well, even if, if, if there was, it has to be direct, intentional, you know, hard contact to the head. It was a shoulder. He didn't I mean, launch himself. He didn't launch himself. No. Like, that's the key part with the shoulder charges. You launch yourself at them. He didn't launch himself. And yeah. we know this for a fact, Bob Smith. We didn't ha- we, it was almost like the NRL <laughs> proved our point. If the Cowboys in the grand final, he's getting a fine for that. 
but because they didn't make it. Oh, yet, totally. It's just, I just, yeah, totally. Like, if the general totally. had had any brains, what they would have done was was find him, okay, after with them not making the grand yeah. final, because that would have said, oh, okay, well, yeah. that, that's what you would have done otherwise. But now it's like clear as day. There's no way known they would have given Look, him three it's, weeks. Mate, it's window dressing because who's he playing mm. for in the World Cup? Ponga. Well, when right. he can. So there'll be a cut. There'll be a couple of trial games. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, just like Jared Weir Hargraves. There's two trial games and one pool game that he's going to miss. Then it's business as usual. That's yeah. just mate, it's yeah. horse So he gets horse he gets binned. Uh, that was after uh, just after Ruben Cotter walked through the defensive line with one of the softer tries of, yep. of the semi-finals. But don't worry about that, kids, because Parramatta then went and scored another soft try when Campbell Gillard just walked through a gap that uh, LeChad left open for him uh, near the line. And that, to me, was... This is where I looked at the game and went, this is where you've lost the game, North Queensland. As good as Parramatta might have been scrambling defence and holding you out, they let in some Kleenex tissue soft tries. Like, they were so poor. Even the one that Penasini scored at the start, Holmes and um, Tomalungi, they just play the whistle. They, don't, they, don't, they didn't play the whistle. They just stood there and thought, oh, it's going to be called forward pass on Papali and let him go through. Then Lachad overreads yeah. on Campbell Gillard for the first his first try. And in the second half, the same thing. Just what he walked straight through, uh, Campbell Gillard walked straight through Jordan McLean and Tamalolo. I mean, it bowled my mind that you have two weeks to prepare for Parramatta. You know they're going to go through the front door and they went straight through the front door because you left it open. It, it, that, that to me is where the Cowboys lost this game was their ruck defence. It was atrocious. That, uh, look, I think that was Tamalolo's read, if I remember correctly, mate. He's, he's got eyes only for for uh, Reed Marnie, and um, it was just a bad read. Reed Marnie steps out of dummy half, nice and quick, and it grabs Tamalozo's attention. He's watching, he's watching Marnie, and then RCG walks through a hole. I mean, yeah. you know, pretty soft try. Let's not forget, let's not forget that the Cowboys had thirty scored on them. Um, you know, a, a week before, um, uh, you know, sorry, two two weeks before, yep. um, it was thirty two thirty. It was a high scoring semi final, and and, you know, defence wasn't the order of the day, and, and I don't really think it was the other night, even though they've been very good during the year. Um, but, mate, I want to go back to that forward pass, which Moses, because people are glossing over that. <laughs> even take, the, that uh... take that try away. Take the try away, and what's the score? <laughs> I know. It's, okay, I'm not saying... And it was the first I, I try of the game as well. Yeah, no, no, it was the first try of the game as well. It sets the tone for the whole match. It's, and it was the decision that lost um, Atkins the grand final. The moment that got through. Let me tell. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm a Grant Atkins fan, right? So am I. I, I. I do like Grant Atkins, but he's had a couple of absolute howlers this year. Now, not only he, but the touch judge that was in line with it. <laughs> what is that, Derek, doing? He was actually in line. What is he with doing? The, he was. He was in line was, with it. He was in the line with the forward momentum of the pass. That was the best part. He wasn't even he was in line. Mate, with where he the was line in perfect was. line. Great <laughs> positioning, but you've got to call it, bro. Like seriously, now, now here's the thing. I, I will, I will sound contradictory for a moment, no, or right. I'll contradict that's myself. That's, that's for a moment. Yep. The ball, the ball was caught around about, I would say, and I'm being nice, about thirty centimeters in front of where it was thrown from. I've seen stop frames. Mm. I've seen the video. I've watched it. The problem here isn't that. The problem here is that Mitchell Moses' hands threw okay. the ball forward. 100%. Yep. Okay? It's, it, it's, it's, if, we, if we want to talk about forward passes, you know, we're always talking about, oh, 
there was momentum and he actually threw it back. So that's okay, <laughs> even though it floated two metres forward. Okay, I accept that. I accept, I, I understand a little bit about physics and I understand that if you're Not running right, at 30 yeah. k's now, yep. okay, but his hands faced the, the, he's, the try line he was trying to score at. He faced the opposition goal line with his hands going forward. It was a forward pass yep. every day of the week. And anyone who tells you it wasn't is smothering. Blue Absolutely gold, smothering. Eh, I, can under- I can understand Grant Atkins missing it, right? Because maybe he wasn't, even though he's the guy that's in charge. Yeah. But fact of the matter is that there cost him the grand final. 100%. There's no doubt in my mind. And also, and also the binning of Taumalolo, although that could have been a bunker ball, been but bunker. he's still got to wear it. Bunker. He's still yeah. got to wear it. Yeah, but he he's has to do his told. He was the one that did it. Um, but yeah, that, well, that's clearly. He, again, he clearly we've, hold on, hold on. We've spoken about this before. I, that that process has to change. The guy that lives and dies by the game is the guy that's the official of the game. He should be the one that he should be getting recommendations from the bunker. But if he doesn't, he can look at a he can look at a replay on the big screen and go, I don't think it really deserves that. So no, I'm not going with the recommendation. Stick it up your jacksie. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of it. But either way, forward pass got the first try. Howler from from um, uh, the referees yeah. and uh, another another final that uh, North Queensland have been rorted over. You know, it's been it happens over and over. I, I know that though, nobody wants to see. Yeah. No one wants to see North Queensland in a grand final, especially people at head office, because they know. They know what that means. They know that if they're playing South and, and North Queensland, uh, terrible yeah. crowd. If they play Penrith and North Queensland, terrible crowd. Yeah. I'm not saying it's fixed. I'm just saying I'm, I'm just saying yeah. that there's, I reckon there's a little bit of subconscious bias. There's always now. optics and there's always uh, perception and the like. Uh, but the thing about this game was it got to 20 to 12 with... 28 minutes left when Talangi scored. Yep. Cowboys this year, they go on in those games. They really do. But then you had that one we spoke about before, about the Campbell-Gillard waltzing through McLean and um, Tamalolo. You, you can't, you just can't let a try like that because bang, they scored then. And then Sean Lane pulls off a miracle ball to Sevo to get the lead. But the play that I want to do... Back, how, how good is the back end of Sean Lane's year been? Oh, he's, in the, he's in the Kangaroo squad. It's just a matter of whether he makes the team or not. Um, for the actual oh, games, mate, he's, he's got to go. So good, he's fantastic, so, and he's and he runs hard lines. He's not just a big bloke who waits for that broken play and then runs across field and gets a thousand tackle breaks. He actually tries to break the line with a line. It's it's football. Yeah. Um, but Reed Marnie, we we gave yeah. Reese Robson the credit, and I thought he played okay. Didn't play great the other night, but that he would possibly pick apart um, Parramatta's middles. But I'll tell you, the man who did, and I thought he was the best player on the field. Was Reed Marnie. His options in attack for Parramatta were superb. He picked apart North Queensland's ruck. Uh, he's going to be a massive loss from next year, but it doesn't matter now because they're in the grand final. And he he's the one that went down the short side, picked up Lane, he picked up Sevo. Then Parramatta just held on. And I've, people know I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Lechad. I'm probably overhyping it a bit. And it's just for the sake of it. But he had a couple of plays where he wasn't seen for seventy minutes. He really wasn't. He didn't have a game. He had a really good game. Very quiet. The game before against the Cronulla Sharks, he was superb, and he was. I'm not very cool. Very quiet game. He going was back ordinary. To Reed for a yep. 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 Going back to Reed Marnie for a moment. He, he's a future uh, Kangaroos hooker. Um, there's no doubt in my mind um, that he, he's, you know, uh, very much, um, you know, Ben Hunt is treading water at hooker for Queensland mm. at the moment. But but if Reed Marnie keeps going on the trajectory he's going, he'll be Queensland hookers next 
hooker next year and probably also the Kangaroos hooker. I think he might even tour. We'll see how many players he takes um, and how many no, hookers he takes. I, I think that I'd him and Dylan Edwards are in that zone of they're, they're really good, but there are just better players or incumbents who are better right well, now. put it this way. I think Marnie's better than Damien Cook. No, see, I disagree with that. But that's okay. We can disagree. But you're an unabashed, you're an unabashed Cook fan. I am. Um, I am. But apparently, Reed, uh, Mitch Kenny will be the hooker for New South Wales next year, and then uh, Carousel come off the bench. So that's because we just do what Penrith do. So <laughs> who said that? No, that's that's what we do in New South Wales. We just pick what just do whatever Penrith's doing, and then we put that into the New South Wales team. Um, yeah, it's it's genius. Uh, Parramatta win, uh, but there was a couple of players that Lachad had at the end. There were two in particular. Um, you just want to lay the boot into this poor bastard, don't you? Mate, you I really just, do. I just go, mate. His <laughs> comment, his comment in the Cowboys, Cowboys Sharks game to his teammates was own the moment, own the moment. Remember that, own the moment, own the yeah, something I know, moment. I know. And it's he hype, gets the mate. ball about forty out. Sevo's <laughs> up, and he has a look up, and he goes, "I'm going to kick." I know. The belt. And he and he holds back for just half a second, just half a half second, a meter, and yeah. kicks it into the um, Parramatta player, and I think Dylan Brown picked the, the deflected ball up. That's the season yeah. for the Cowboys. That was the moment, yeah. and the Chad just for a second doubted himself. It's not yeah. fair on his. He'll season, know it, but he'll, he'll know, know that's it. the moment because even though that felt put a tiny foot in a touch, a few plays, a few minutes later, that was the play. If if felt goes because felt goes over untouched, Sevier is not turning around. The QE two is not turning around um, no. to get back to felt on that play. And in the end, Parramatta they get through. They went twenty four twenty. Congratulations, Parramatta! Congratulations, Parramatta fans! Brad Arthur, I know that Mitch uh, Clinton Gutherson didn't give you a hug at the end of the game, and I did notice that little bit of cool um, uh, interplay right at the end of the match when he went to shake his hand. Uh, but yeah. superb. You've done the job. You've got your team into the grand final. Uh, Cowboys, they didn't go out in straight sets, Cocksmith, but they've gone out a game before, and it was their defence that ultimately cost them. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for them, mate, uh, you know, like I say, I, I, I feel bad for him getting a little bit... Um, Rorted on that try, but ultimately, overall, I think Para were the better team. They'd still, they've still got cause to complain, though, um, because that changes the whole game. That. Yeah, I'm here with Cowboys co captain Jason Tamalale. Tell me what you're feeling right now. Ultimately, look, I think it's the it's the grand final that the West Western Sydney want to see. It's the grand final the NRL wanted to see. Uh, so everyone should be happy. Yeah, we picked this one. We said if the NRL wanted one grand final at the start of the finals, it was Parramatta and Penrith. It should sell out. It should have sold out by now. I think they've got to do fan allocations on Monday. Uh, but I, they were still advertising it last night on the telecast that you could get tickets last night. So uh, yeah, yep. you don't don't miss out if you, if you want a, a grand final of of every moment really feeling like the whole crowd's into it. This will be that grand final. It really will be. There'll, yep. be. there'll be more Parramatta fans there than Penrith. I'm almost guaranteeing you that. Uh, yep. And you will basically have a chance to um, go with the fairy tale or uh, pick the, the team that 
is trying to establish themselves in that dynasty class. And, you know, two out of three are too bad uh, for them. And you know what? Yep. And the, the other thing to look forward to on the way home, on the train station, there'll be fist fights. It's going to be great. Uh, Ugg boots at 10 paces. It's going to be fantastic. Yep. Uh, yep. We've got to wrap the podcast up. We've only got four minutes left in the Zoom call. Uh, we did have a question from Mickey, our mate Mickey, who we did discuss. With the, and, it's, and it's funny enough, it's a question about pressure. So he obviously listened to the last pod. He asked this, and we'll cover most of it in the grand final preview during the week. But he said, uh, my question has to be, what does Parra have to change mentally going into the grand final to know they can win it? Because beating Penrith in the regular season isn't enough. Right now, what do you think mindset-wise Parramatta have to approach the GF against Penrith? It's all or nothing. It's yeah. it's last play. Um, you know, uh, they've got to play this like it's their last game ever. That's the way they've got to play it. Yep. Um, don't get too desperate. Don't overplay your hand. Wait for the moments to come to you and just play it like put all your effort into it and play it like you'll never ever play a rugby league game again. It's the only way you can play Penrith in, in this situation and hope that, you know, that your systems, things like pressure and Cleary and, and you know, getting up early on Yo and things like that uh, are enough to, um, you know, to stifle it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think they've got a player who embodies that, and that's Clinton Gutherson. As much as I may have some comments about, you know, the exuberance that he shows, he is that kind of player. He will play the grand final like it's the last game he's ever going to play. The key for Parramatta, I think, is that Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown have to follow him. They just have to play to that level. They have to have, they have to hit that level of urgency um, because the four pack should do the job and Marnie is in form, but it's up to Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses to go with Gutho, as far as I'm concerned, for them to to really have a good chance to upset Penrith, who I don't think are un, are unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination. Cocksmith, there is a Dally M to be awarded early next week. Uh, I reckon Nico Hines is a sure thing. Uh, who are you picking? Yeah, look, I, mate, I think Nico's got it pretty much in the bag as well, given that, obviously, uh, the way that they do the, the points is not in finals time. It's only up until the last round. So yep. I, I reckon Nico's got it. Mate. Yeah. Now, Ben Hunt will make a run. Uh, he just will suffer from the fact that uh, St. George didn't win many games at the back end of the year. Uh, I think you'll see a bit of a run from Teddy uh, and possibly Joe Tapine uh, as well uh, towards the end of the season because they both were superb for their sides. That's episode 260. That's been Rob Cox. I've been Warwick Nicholson. We will speak to you uh, probably Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll see how it sort of unfolds. We want to definitely do it after Dally M night. And uh, we'll give you our predictions for the actual grand final. Congratulations to Parramatta. Congratulations to Penrith. Uh, they've proven to be the best two teams in 2022, Cocksmith. Take us out. I absolutely have, mate. Looking forward to the grand final. Look forward to talking to you during the week, buddy. And I'll catch you then. Episode. Yeah, I thought they were very impressive last night. Um, you know, I thought their scramble defense in particular, you know, in the heat, everyone was talking about the heat, but they kept turning up for each other. So um, it's going to be a great test. And you know, they did get us earlier, um, twice in the year earlier. And, you know, we, we're going to have to be better than what we were tonight, I think. You've been sleeping over there? Pepsi.